Are you ready? Come on! Ladies and gentlemen, now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Introducing the moment you've all been waiting for. Joy, joy, the count. Like a a Q-tip. Hell yeah, just twirling and making you feel good. (laughs) What's going on, everybody? This is Kervin, and I'm here with my lovely wife. My name is Megan. We want to thank you guys for joining us. We're very excited about this. We are excited. We're a little nervous, too. I can admit I'm nervous. I'm not nervous so much as I don't know why anyone would want to listen to anything I have to say. That's what makes me nervous. I, uh, it's, it's like a pressure to perform. Like everybody said, yes, 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 we want to hear what you guys have to say. And I'm afraid I'm going to disappoint them. I'm afraid they don't know that we're really dumb dumb people. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to know. They're going to learn now. They like think we live this uh, exciting, sex-filled, disgusting, debauchatory life. And it's only because that's what we post or we allude to that. Maybe maybe more so before when we were on Twitter. Yeah. I think that was originally what people thought. I remember that someone said something about they imagined that our bedroom is just covered with uh, yeah. plastic, <laughs> like like a crime scene. Yeah, yeah. And that's not the case. But, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that some other time. You guys get to know. We'll invite you guys into our bedroom. Oh. <laughs> we're not even adults, though. No. We, we talked about this before. Yeah. We, we just... Uh, we eat candy and watch Netflix. And eat ice cream at noon. And sometimes don't even eat dinner. And sometimes we play rock, paper, scissors for who's going to wash dishes, walk the dog. Yeah, yeah. Anything that has to, sometimes. Do, anything that has to do with responsibility, <laughs> anything, we, yeah. we anything, yell, not it. Yes. <laughs> it's true. But it's a fair division of labor that way. Yeah, you know. We leave it up to the gods. We, li- we leave it up to chance. <laughs> well... The reason we're doing this podcast is selfish reasons, as well as social reasons. Social being uh, you guys... Expressed interest. Yes. I didn't want to say... I didn't want to sound like you guys begged us. Cause, no, no one begged us. No. But sometimes, you know, we make videos and people people have said, I wish there were cameras in your house. I've said that often, too. I say that, I say that to you a lot. I'm yeah, like, because somebody... we laugh our asses off Man. here and funny shit happens and we wish that people could see and enjoy our uh our lives so this podcast is basically going to be me and you talking shit yeah unfiltered yeah we might offend some people that that's not our intention we're just definitely not our intention uh you know, we're going to talk talk about shit that we probably aren't fully educated on. Oh, I'll be the first one to say that. <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk a lot from our gut, you know, what we feel, what we think, what we've experienced. And, of course, not everyone's not going to agree with us because yeah. we do have some strong opinions on things. And we, we have a lifestyle and <laughs> moral choices that yeah. may not you know, sit well with people. That sounds really like we're subversive, but we're not so much. Just, you know, about religion and politics and race and, you know, all of the hot button issues, feminism. The thing that I like and the thing that I try to do is always have an open mind. Always be flexible. Always be, you know, 
waiting to hear the next thing to learn. We like to absorb as much yes. knowledge as possible. So sometimes we might change our mind. So we're not so rigid in our beliefs. What I'm really excited about is that people will finally get to hear your thoughts. <laughs> Honestly, I, I feel like you, you've become really busy with work. Yeah. That was a big reason why I wanted to do this too is uh, I'm a little disconnected from from society right now from and Tumblr. from Tumblr. You know, people that I consider very good friends and strangers that I like, you know, pouring my heart out to. I haven't done that so much. Um, I don't know so much if, if I want to talk about this now. You can cut it out later if we do, but... I uh, experienced a, a pretty long bout of depression recently and anxiety and, uh, you know, for a few months actually and needed to get some, some of my meds tuned up. So I withdrew a lot and I didn't want to be social and my work is very emotionally, physically, mentally demanding. I'm a nurse on a very busy um, unit. And so I work long hours and I'm exhausted at the end of the day. And on my days off, I, I don't do a lot. <laughs> That's the, that, that may be an under, understatement. I, I lay on the couch and drink coffee and occasionally eat. But anyway, um, so I've, I, I used to write a lot about what, what I was experiencing, what I thought, and I haven't done that so much. I just post pictures of my face and talk about occasionally the disgusting things I have to do at work, and um, I want to feel heard again, I guess. Yeah. And you guys constantly hear me. I'm constantly screaming my opinions in your, in your face. And if you can believe this, I'm not really saying as much as I really say in real life. I'm a little uh, filtered, if you can believe that, on Tumblr. And uh, you're probably going to get 100% me. Yeah. Minus the editing so I don't sound like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. But but they'll also get to see a more real side of you. Not that you're not real on mm -hmm. your Tumblr. But you've always been an entertainer. And Thank you, so man. Yeah. And you're creative. So you like to... You like to put things out there to make people feel things, to make people laugh. Mm -hmm. And as we have seen from some of the anonymous messages that both of us receive, some people don't fully uh, absorb the full Curvin experience. <laughs> the full Curvin experience. <laughs> that's, what like we, that. that's what we should have called the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they sometimes um, oddly vis view you as misogynistic. Um, they send me messages. They do? Yeah, I remember they, they, they're like, you hate women kind of thing. You don't remember that? I don't. When you talked about how you can't believe, Kervin has posted before about um, women wasting their time on stupid men. Okay. Which we may refer to as fuck boys. Yeah. That sentence alone shows that I'm not misogynistic. I know, but the way that he, um, he wants women to do better. Who the fuck is he to say what women should do? Exactly. Right? That's, how, that's how people sometimes view it. I am excited for people to see a much more sensitive and introspective side of Kervin because I want people to see a, a glimpse of the side that I see and fell in love with and, you know, share my life with because I would consider myself to be a an emotionally... Um, not a, maybe not emotionally needy so much as... 
like like many people, I'm I'm complex and I need different things at different times and um, I'm insecure sometimes. I need a lot of reassurance. We all are. We're yeah. all insecure. We're all, you know, we need validation. We need um, to feel love. We need to feel heard. And uh, and you guys are doing that for us now. You guys are validating us, mm -hmm. listening to us, and uh, making us feel loved. Making us feel heard. Making us feel important. I want you guys to bear with us. This this entire podcast is going to be a work in progress. Absolutely. We're going to be uh, figuring things out as as we do them. This shit is not scripted. Not at all. Like, we have ideas floating around in our head of different things that we might want to do to make it more enjoyable and make it more entertaining. But for the most part, you know, we're not going to sit down with a, a list of topics. We want you to experience what we how, how the conversations are in our house. Cause Organic. We, yeah, we sit here... We'll be watching something, we'll pause it for a second, and we'll start talking for an hour and a half about yeah. everything under the sun. And then finish watching that episode of Broad City. If you guys haven't watched it, I know you've seen the GIFs on Tumblr. It is hysterical. It is like real life amplified. Like you identify so much with the character. Yeah. I do as a woman. I do too. And <laughs> Kirby does as a woman too. <laughs> It reminds me of me with my, my best friends. And, um, yeah, check it out. Yeah. I want to hang out with those bitches. <laughs> Seriously. We got married last That'd year. We're newlyweds. And we're kicking marriage in the ass. And deep in the asshole with shell toe boots. <laughs> we don't do anal. No, we don't. I definitely don't. I <laughs> Why do you say that like I do? Kermit likes to joke on the internet, and I always have to comment because he talks about how he's going to put it in my ass or has put it in my ass or wants to put it deep in my ass. And don't get it twisted, people. He's never put anything in my asshole. And I know that I don't have any problem. With, you should see his face right now. He's trying so hard not to laugh really loud with that signature Kermit laugh. Hats off to all you broads who put stuff in your butt. I'm not one of them. Maybe someday I will be uh, open-assed and open-minded enough to explore that side of my sexuality. But at this point, don't go near it. I'm, I'm cool. Someday we may have kids instead of dogs and cats. Might we? I like the way she said that. I'm on par with that. We don't know if we're going to have kids. We don't know if we're going to have kids um Everybody at my work, at least once a week, someone asks me at work. Really? Yes. You don't tell me that. Oh, yeah. At least once a week, sometimes once a shift. Um, I, I just don't understand. That's such a weird question to ask someone because it's personal. Granted, you ask people personal questions because you want to get to know them. Sometimes you ask people personal questions because you're fucking nosy as fuck. Yeah. But, you know, you don't walk up to someone and ask them what their religion is. You don't ask them what their sexuality is. Right. You shouldn't ask them about their plans to make a family or not make a family. Like, that's something between... When are you and your husband going to have sex and create a life? Yeah. It's a pretty intimate question. When are you and your husband going to have sex and create a life that has nothing to do with my own? <laughs> but I want to know. But I want to see the the ethnic blending. Oh, we're going to... Our kids... What? Our firstborn will end social injustice... <laughs> racism 
You know what I mean? Our baby is going to be... But let's not get excited about our baby. Melting pot. Our baby, our baby may never exist. <laughs> our baby will be a melting pot of, of beauty and, and grace. <laughs> I, I don't want it to sound like I don't want to have a baby with you, baby. No, I don't either. It's just right now we ain't, we ain't with that. Definitely right now we're not going to. But I'm getting... What are you getting? I'm getting up there in terms of like over years. Fuck that shit. No, it's not. Is that misogynistic of me? I don't know. To be like, fuck you. It might be It might be ignorant of you because as you know, eggs are not forever. I know, but I mean, we want to have a kid because we want to have of a kid. Course. We don't want to have a kid because the clock is running out. Of course. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying, saying that we, we are going to have to make this decision within the next few years because... I think the decision will make itself. Of course. We'll wake I up agree. one day and be like, let's do this. Or we'll wake up one day and be like, you know what? I we like this ride. Yeah. I don't want to get off. Yeah. And I don't want to have kids past probably, I think the latest I want to start trying is 36 probably. Okay. Because, you know, as you get older, apparently it's it's much more difficult to get pregnant. I've never been pregnant, so I don't know if I got an IUD shoved up my twat for no reason, just pain and blood and cramping and i've never got anyone pregnant so i don't know if she's got an iud for no reason just you know maybe maybe i'm shooting blanks maybe we're all shooting blanks baby where do these babies come from the stork the stork may not have graced us <laughs> with with the ability to pass on our genes i think i think we could have babies if we wanted to of course why not but yeah i you know it's gonna be painful to if, for those of you who don't know an iud I'm not going to get too graphic, at least in term, in, in my sense of the word graphic. <laughs> that may not that may not join with the rest of you, but an IUD. Think of like a like a like a T-shaped toothpick, and then you break the T so that it looks like an I. So that it looks like an arrow. Okay, I got you. And it's is and it it's, a capital T? Yeah, capital T. Break the break the T so it looks like an arrow. So they sh they put it up into you, like that, like an anchor. And then when it gets in, it opens so that the it can't come out. So the like T an anchor, holds it in, like a wall anchor. When you when you screw in yeah. a painting for so, my carpentry motherfuckers so, out there. So that hurt. But I'm thinking about the taking out of the T of the wall anchor, fellas. Like. <laughs> I don't know if they're able to go in there and somehow recollapse it, or if it just drags down your uterus. Scraping like 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 those things that superheroes shoot up to the fucking roof when they want to yeah, yeah. climb the side of a building. Or for you fellow fishermen out there, hook the the barbs. Oh, you know they go in, the fish swallows it, and then it can't come out because it's hooked. That's it. The You're only done. way the only way to get it out is rip out through its gut. Ay ay ay, mamma mia! You funny. <laughs> you funny. Um. So anyway, yeah, that's a lot of things that have to happen before we're we're even able to have kids. When you say we, you mean you and I, or you mean women who have IUD? I, know, I was like, I was trying to figure out how you were going to finish that sentence. When you say we, do you mean you and I, or you and the God? many men who are going to try and impregnate you? I like that idea. I know you do. Sometimes I think about that. 
Sometimes you mean like once every two weeks, you're like, I wish eight motherfuckers could come fuck you right now. Not eight motherfuckers. Eight of my friends. Eight of, <laughs> eight of his friends. Or eight black men sometimes. Eight black men specifically. You you know what it is? I'll tell you what it is. I, I've never, I've never. Uh... Participated in a game bang? No, no. That was not what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Although that's true. But no, I was going to say, I've never voiced my opinion about why I always say I want uh, all these men to fuck you. You have. I have. I think. I mean, I have an idea in my head, but go ahead. I always find a woman that can't get enough to be sexy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when I see a woman getting fucked by more than one guy, I'm under the impression that she needs more. Okay. Because one isn't enough. So her ability to have more turns me on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when I see you shaking your ass, looking like a video vixen, and I slap it and you're like, ow, you hit me too hard. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, no, I got to hit you harder. And as a matter of fact, eight of my fucking black friends come in here and fuck you. But not on some violent, because you probably see it violent. No, I don't see it violent. Okay, is eight guys fucking you lovingly. I see it like me loving it, but I don't really want to be part of that. Yeah, yeah, no, me either. I don't I don't, no. I don't know how I would handle no, that of course, realistically. This is, yeah, this is all in like fantasy, yeah. fantasy headspace. Because I'm, I'm, I think it will, yeah. When I think about it. When I really think about it. He doesn't want to see anyone really fucking. No, because my ego won't let me. That's the only reason? Oh, and because I love you. <laughs> well, having somebody else fuck you doesn't take away from how much I love you. No. Okay. That wasn't what I was thinking. What were you thinking? I don't know. I guess, I guess, I guess part of me thought like you would view it as me being like, tainted no not at all you hear how excited i get when you tell me stories about your college life yeah i i was really afraid to uh to let you let me know you were a slut yeah there was a long time so Kervin and i you know i told you we, we talked for a long time um long distance before we were ever in an official relationship and it wasn't until after that 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 i even began to tell him about some of the stuff i did in my early 20s she was ratchet. I I was dick hungry. Baby. <laughs> God. I was gonna say a little wild. <laughs> but y'all niggas know what time it is. So there was a point where I was like, okay, I, I see a future with this man. I'm probably gonna, you know, I don't have to give him gory details, but based on who he sees me as now, who is like a responsible adult, I'm I'm pretty sweet most of the time. All the time. You know, I Looking at me and people who meet me now at this point in my life would not recognize me at 21, 22 years old because I was a hot mess. And my best friend, April, who's fucking awesome, and maybe we'll have her as a guest one day. That would be awesome. She's hella cute. You guys, she's not on Tumblr, but I try and get her on there all the time. Wait till you hear her voice. Oh my God. And my voice will go up an octave when I'm with her just by proxy. I don't even think that's the right way to use that word. By, by osmosis? Yeah, by osmosis. By apemosis. <laughs> She's one of the only people who knew me then and knows me now. And accepts you for who and you accepts, are. Accepts me. Accepts me for who I am. Freudian slip. Right? Um, so I was like, I got to probably tell him, because I felt like I was hiding something from him. I'm like, 
I don't need to tell him how many people I have been with because that's a it's unnecessary and b I don't really know (laughs) but but c it's not because it's like 400 people it's just I don't think that that kind of shit's important so I never kept track and you know I have like a range in my head of a ballpark. So when I when I was going to tell him I was afraid, I was like, man, you know, guys can be threatened by that. They can they can feel uncomfortable. They want to think of you as a virgin, but when you get with them, they want you to be a slut and be experienced. Niggas don't want virgins, baby. I know. But a lot of guys want the idea of a virgin, an untouched woman who also takes it deep in the ass. So I told him I was like I like broke I, I like broke the conversation gently and I was like, you know, I just I feel like I need to tell you about a point in my life where I was a little bit sexually irresponsible. He was like, Yes, please tell me more about you being a slut and I was like, Yeah And she never wants to fully tell me more. I don't really I mean, which is fine. It comes up whenever it comes up, whenever right. we're talking about it. So most of the time I feel like when you guys are hearing her stories, I'm going to be hearing it for the first time as well. That's true. Like the story that we heard on the teaser. You had heard that one before, mm-hmm. but... It was the first time I heard it in detail. Yeah. But why It make makes me up? a little uncomfortable to talk Don't about be it because... Baby, you have to know our audience. And our audience is filled with depraved, yeah. debaucherized... Yeah, you guys post some shit. Word-making... They post some shit that I'm like, are these people really that horny all the time? It depends because they live in different time zones. <laughs> yeah, but some of them post. Early in the morning? No, not night? the time. Just like. Often? Frequency of oh. the the amount that they think about, talk about, desire sex and like dirty fucking choke me until snot's coming oh. out of my nose. Oh. You know, sex. I'm like, wow. I think that's why you and I connect so well. You guys are living different lives than me. (laughs) My sex meter goes up and down sporadically. Mine too. Like, I can't, I can't control, of course, nobody has control over it. But there'll be times where I'll see a picture on Tumblr and I'm like over it. Yeah. I'm like. It has desensitized me quite a bit. Because I don't, I don't watch that much porn. And I never did up until, I never watched porn up until a few years ago, other than like every once in a while. But now, like, I'm on Tumblr, you know, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I'll be reading, you know, a really heartwarming story. I'll see a puppy and then I'll see someone getting two dicks in their mouth. And then I just scroll and my face stays the same. Yeah. And my brain kind of stays the same too. I I don't really, I don't really think about it. I'll say on Thursdays I'm hornier because Thursdays... Because that's people you know. But not just that. It feels like all of Tumblr is horny. But he really likes... I don't mean to speak for you. I I can't wait for you to finish that sentence. He really enjoys seeing everyday women. Yeah. You're good. High five. He loves everyday women being sexual. He loves not only people that he knows, but you know people on Tumblr that he doesn't know well... Regular ass women yeah. like you and me, Tumblr, showing off and feeling sexy about themselves. I um. He loves women feeling sexy. That shit turns him on. I remember, fifteen years ago, when I started watching porn frequently, 
You know what I mean? I'm doing the math in my head right now. I didn't do the math. What's that? 18? 18? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, when I started watching... Yeah, I guess 18 is a good time. When I started, like, looking for my own porn, Mm -hmm. when I was trying to find my porn identity... Yeah. I used to love that uh, directed, scripted... Yeah. You know? I used to like that, too. I had a friend that loved watching amateur porn, and I thought he was a fucking weirdo. I still am not not into amateur porn. Well, as of late, I've gotten into it. Mm -hmm. I I like... that um, it's just regular people having sex. I like the idea that um, I like the in between. What's that? I like the porn stars, but not acting like, not all made up. Yes. In a way that's like super fake looking. Yeah. I like the the ones who are actual you know professional porn stars. Porn stars who look like they're actually having sex and enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the stuff I like. No, no, that's fine. I, I, I feel like that's less explo- exploitative. I don't know if that's the right word. I no. feel like that's less um, demeaning. I don't degrading. enjoy porn that is degrading or violent towards women at all. That really, that really bothers me. Sometimes I can get into that. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of people do. Sometimes after I come, <laughs> it's been said a thousand times, and I'm gonna say it a thousand and one. Sometimes when I come after jerking off to some crazy porn, I'm so disgusted with myself, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why did that turn me on? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I, I search for, I search for that violent, like gangbang, uh, simu- slapping, simulated rape. Oh. Yeah, I'm talking violent. I'm talking about, oh, okay. you know, um, sometimes, oh man, I'm feeling dirty right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just going through your 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 internal browser history. Yes, yeah, because I mean, depending on what day it is, I might want to see a black girl getting fucked by three white guys, or I might want to see an Asian girl with no titties, or I might want to see two girls. I pretty much exclusively watch um, girl-on-girl porn. Really? Yeah. We don't really, we don't watch porn together. No, but now that we don't really, we don't. No, we don't. You're right. Not that I have anything against that. No, we just haven't done it. Or don't plan on it. But um, I only watch it when When you're you're not not around around and vice versa. (laughs) I think think a part of me, if I showed you the porn that I watch. You think I would judge you? No, I'm not. I'm not afraid of the judging. I don't think I you'd be, be into it. Yeah, I wouldn't be into it. Yeah. Like I said, I I exclusive, pretty much exclusively watch girl on girl. That's what gets me. That's what gets me horny. I think uh, my jerk off sessions are selfish. I'm there to do it for me. Right. You know, I'm not there to think about what you would like. Right. I mean, I wouldn't mind watching porn with you and, and doing it together. Not at all. Sometimes I jerk off to you. Aww. I'm dead serious. I got all those videos and pictures, and I just, but it's so hard with one hand. And I keep <laughs> clicking the pictures. <laughs> and I got to switch hands because I use the mouse with my right hand, but that's my dominant hand. And you guys, believe it or not, he doesn't even have that dirty of pictures of me, which makes me feel even better because it's just regular me in like panties. Regular you. You're fucking slut. He doesn't have any like. Slut. He doesn't. Stop it. He doesn't even have any, like, me bent over with my asshole showing or... I got a couple of those. Shut up. I got, like, two of those. Okay, maybe two of those. Yeah, yeah. 
Not, not, not like that. Not like with my ass cheeks spread open. You don't have any of that. Don't lie. No. I have never let you take a picture like that. I know, but I remember all those times I tried to get you to take those pictures. You're like, no, get out of here. Get out of here. And you're like, yeah. shoot me away. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like doing something regular, but I'll be naked. I'll be, iron- he, I know he has a picture, a video of me ironing naked. Nah. And I'm just like, ew. I mean, it's normal to feel like that. You know, we, we. Our bodies are like, Especially in video, I feel like my body is just so blobby. No, not at all. Not even in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, baby. (laughs) This is how I make you feel like a woman. (laughs) You're not blobby at all, baby. I want to watch that movie again. Which? They Live. What's that? Right there. This? Yeah. I don't know what that is. They Live is Did you smoke? No, no. You smell like weed. No, I drank some of the green juice. Ah, oh, yeah, sometimes that smells like weed. They Live is a, is a movie from like the 80s. John Carpenter. John Carpenter? Carpenter. I feel like I'm fucking high. <laughs> John Carpenter directed it. And it's basically this guy. Something's going on in the world. What's going on? What's going on? And this is all from the memory of me watching it as a kid. So I may be completely off. And uh, somebody, go there. That's not far from us. somebody told I mean, me that San Diego was like from 60 to 70 degrees no, all year long. this is Mount Shasta. I know, but she said. It is. Oh. No, it is what you just said. Oh. 60 to 70. Degrees. All year long? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's beautiful and yeah. crazy. San Diego is fucking beautiful. We could live there someday. Samantha's got friends. I'd rather live there. Probably. Really? Not really. Okay, I'm about really to say. There. But it's so pretty. I was going to say, you're such a liar right to Have my face. Have you seen how pretty Sheena's fucking hair is? Yeah. <sighs> I told her that this morning. She's such a babe. Yes, she is. Look at that bitch. I'll lick her. I will lick her too. I told her her hair is a, uh, I forgot what adjective I used. I, yeah. I need to write to her and tell her that. Or she could hear it right now. Yeah. Sheena, you're a babe. I'll lick Shana. you. Sorry, Shana. <laughs> I'm so used to calling you Sheena. Bobina. Bobina. If you're not following Sheena Bobina, you guys are missing out. She's beautiful. She's awesome and her She's SSTs awesome. are off the hook. Yes. She's got great body. Look at that. That's not her. I know, but still look at it. Okay. I love you. Not to take anything away from you, but that wasn't, <laughs> that, that wasn't you. <laughs> so, uh. You know what I hate on Tumblr? Tell me. I hate pictures. Of women that are clearly, in my head, photoshopped with big asses mm-hmm. that people think are real mm-hmm. and reblog them like, uh, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and I'm like, do you guys not get that that's a fake picture? No, nah. I feel like that. Not just on Tumblr, everywhere. Every like when I pick yeah. up magazines and you see the chick on the cover, I'm like so done. I'm done with everything that is trying to sell me something. Did you see those pictures um, that got leaked that were the unretouched pictures of Beyonce at a makeup photo shoot? No. I guess the Beehive lost their fucking minds. They were upset that the big The Beehive needs to chill the fuck out. Yeah, that's true. But the Beehive got mad that they got leaked because it made her... Look l- human? Look human. Mm-hmm. They're not bad pictures. She's they just, are unflattering. Yeah. But they are... She's still fucking gorgeous. They are on par with 
you being tagged in a Facebook photo where you don't think you look good. That's that's the violation that happened. I mean, it is it's a violation because it's something she wouldn't want out there. Yeah. And it made her look in a lot of people's eyes less beautiful than she is. Let me show you. But it's the lighting. Mm -hmm. And it just shows she has fucking normal human skin. Yeah. She's still a a beautiful beautiful woman. But yeah, it it does show you how much photoshopping they do. Mm-hmm. I've never seen these pictures. Yeah, I'm showing. I think I think the most and those pictures aren't. They're not big bad. Deal. That's exactly. Yeah. She's a human being who has a few blemishes. Who's a how old is she? She's about our age, yeah. Yeah, 32. 32, 33 year old woman who does not have airbrushed skin. Wow, shocking. I think the most unflattering picture of her ever. That one from the Super Bowl. Yeah, I wish this dog would sit down so she, we don't well, have to hear. Well, lay down. Yeah, the picture from the Super Bowl. Yeah, and that was just like such an anomaly. Like it was, She was in the middle of dancing and she was making a face and somebody took a picture. And there was like wind blowing on her or something. Her face was all fucked up. Yeah, yeah. That, I, still, I, I have that image in the back of my eyelids. And every time I close my eyes, I see them and I laugh. Every time? Not every time. <laughs> <laughs> Kervin doesn't care for Beyonce. No, I don't. I really like Beyonce. I don't care for a lot of things that, that, that are put on a pedestal. Okay. Beyonce just happens to be, you know, somebody who's celebrated like a queen, a goddess. She is a goddess. We're all goddesses. <laughs> Again, it's not her that I dislike. It's the pedestal. Yeah. You know. And again, it's not specifically her. It's yeah, but you everything. don't like her music either. Not liking her music doesn't mean I don't like her. I just don't want to listen to that, her music. That album was her last album was so good. I still haven't heard it all. I downloaded it and it I gave it to you. It is so sexy. It is so good. I don't know how to express that. Not caring about her doesn't mean I don't that I hate her. Okay, yeah, I get that. I just dislike everything. Pop culture related. Yeah. You hate things that people go out of their way to... I hate things that are force-fed to me. Yeah. Everywhere I turn, something is being sold to me. Like, it was really hard for me to get you to watch Game of Thrones. It was really hard for you to get me to come to California. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was force-feeding you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was just, you know, it just went against everything that I wanted to do. That sounds horrible. <laughs> it does sound horrible. <laughs> but you know, you was, love California. I do. Don't say that too, many, too loud. Oh, you love California. I don't care about a lot of things. Yeah. I still have lots of love. You know That's what I mean? That's true. Yeah. But I can do without so many things. Mm -hmm. Somebody asked me the other day, do I miss New York? Mm -hmm. And I told him honestly that I don't. Yeah. But I love New York. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of where I'm from. Everywhere I go, I tell people I'm from Brooklyn. I'm going to get me a Brooklyn shirt and I'm going to rock around here. Good. You should. You know what I'm saying? It's just. It's almost how our relationship ended. Yeah. Because a lot of people may not know this, but we broke up. For how many hours? For... Well, can, 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 can it be considered a breakup? We weren't even official. Not in my eye. Look at your face. I fucking punch you. <laughs> oh, 
fucking punch you. I know. We weren't official. This was after almost nine months of being in a relationship. That I did not want to call a relationship. Exactly. But it was everything that a relationship entails. We talked to each other every day. We texted each other. We were intimate with one another in our conversations and our... Phone sexing. Yeah, yeah, we we full on were a couple. <laughs> Except we lived 3,000 miles away. I wasn't fucking anybody else or talking to anybody else in any kind of way. I wasn't fucking anybody else or even thinking about... I mean, I talk... My talking, quote unquote, was internet flirting. Why do yeah. You... Oh, I thought you were talking about with you and me. Oh, no, no, no. I was I... like, what? Yeah, no, no. That's not what it was. No, yeah. no. It started as internet flirting. It started flirting, as internet I. flirting. And that's how he was trying to keep it for a long time. And again, it had nothing to do with you. I know. I know. And that's ex- that's exactly what this is like. What yeah. you were talking about where... Um, so we broke up for... Can it be called a breakup? Yes. You're yes. Like, you like, nigga, yes. I'm going to punch you in your face. Yes. Even though you didn't consider me your girlfriend, it was a breakup of sorts. I don't know what else to call it. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I unintentionally gave Kervin an ultimatum because I was in love with him and I was not going to waste any time past that moment uh emotionally investing myself in somebody who had no interest in being with me which he had expressed on more than one occasion and broken my heart even though we had a very intimate and loving relationship up to that point anytime i would bring up the topic of our becoming future. yeah our future or him coming to see me or anything related to that i hit a brick wall Cause see, the person that I was at that time, what were we like twenty eight, twenty nine? Mm-hmm. I just got thirty year mortgage. That yeah, you thought you were gonna be there forever. This is gonna sound harsh. I don't want you to feel like you were a distraction. But you see how I am, even in the mornings where I'm just concentrating on this. I need to do this. I need to see it to the end, and then I can fuck around mm-hmm. with other paths. And I felt like at that moment, you came into my life. You came from the side. You, you, yeah. you, you T-boned me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going straight. This is my direction. This is my path. And you came through on the side. Like, yeah, like, yeah, it was good. I'm over here. And I'm like, this is nice, but I got my eyes over there. I want to see what's over there because that's where I'm going. And I mean, eventually I took a detour and here I am. But, of course. you know. I was thinking, but that was what happened that night. That I couldn't. I could. I, I felt that, that it ended. That's a better no. way to describe it. We we ended it. Um, as as much as I'm, and I've told you this many times. As much as I cared for you, everything I felt for you, it was easy for me to put that on the shelf. He wasn't all in at that point. No, it wasn't until we became official that he actually opened up and was all and in. was all in. Yeah, because for the most part. He kept me in a little box. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. I remember you said that. I always think about that. He kept me in a box. And I I did. I did because... um, None of his friends or family knew about me. No. Even though we talked every day and I knew all of them. Like, I knew that everyday goings on. His cousin, who's his best friend, who he saw almost every day, had no idea I I existed. No. Um, On the internet, I didn't really talk about him too much because... 
I didn't want to make him uncomfortable and, you know, we weren't a couple, so I couldn't really say anything. See, you just said it. We weren't a couple. So. We weren't a couple, but we had a relationship. Man, I hate that. I hated that word. I don't hate that word now. But <laughs> I, I never forget. She sent me a card. Oh, my God. I don't want to talk about that. It makes me sad. Don't be sad, baby. This is something we could talk about. I know, but it makes me sad because it reminds me of how I felt and I was so heartbroken by that conversation that we had that was one of the times that i really was hurt by you i'm sorry it's okay i remember i remember one time we talked about that when i saw it from your perspective yeah no this is going to turn into a sad topic. i know but no but but the point of it was uh he at that point was ready to say goodbye because he he was able to separate me from his life at that point it was like as much as I cared for you, you were an idea, mm -hmm. like winning the lotto. I'm going to compare you to winning the lotto. Thank you, baby. You know how you, you always think, I'm going to win the lotto, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And it's going to be amazing. And then the next day you wake up, you check the numbers, and you didn't win, and you go on with your life. And you're a little bit cynical. I'm, so you were I'm like, a whole lot cynical. You were like, what, I'm going to move to California? Exactly. We're going to get married? Exactly. We're going to live happily ever after? For real. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, she must be out of her yeah, fucking he mind. Yeah, I was crazy. You were all sunshine and shit. And I was like, nah. I was like, yay. Come yeah. to California and love me. And I was like, yo, we met on the internet. I don't know you. I live in the deep, tough streets of Brooklyn, yo. Yo, I'm, I'm, I got a 30-year mortgage that I'm, I'm going to pay off at fucking 2039 or whatever the fuck it was. I'm not doing this because my life is really simple. Yeah. As you can see now. Yeah. I still to this day don't think that you believed me when I told you all the reasons that I told you why I didn't want to do it. I always thought that in your head, you thought that all that was game that I was throwing at you. Maybe game is not the right word. Excuses. I think I thought it was excuses in the sense that to me, I hold love above everything else. If you loved me, that was the most important part. Yeah. No. But you had not prioritized love in the same way that I had. No. Love was like number five on the list. Number three. Okay. <laughs> number number three. three. Number three. I'm not that cold-hearted. No, no. I don't mean it by in a cold way. But, you know, you had prioritized your life. And that was not a priority for you at that yeah. time. And for me, love has always been the goal, the end game, the thing that holds my life together, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, I was I was driven by responsibility, work, money, paying my bills. But I think in a broader sense, you were driven by responsibility, predictability. Yeah, because uncertainty is shit that I can't fuck with. I know. I can't and and you were full of uncertainty. Yeah. Not you inside no, to the I core, know. the idea but I, of you yeah, was the, just a big question mark and I Again, I'm on this path, and I can't take that, that route over there. I'm like, what, I don't know where that leads. This is where I'm going because I can see the end. And had had we met five years before that, I would have been in the same place. Because the only reason I was so open to this idea of this adventure with him, and and it was different because I know a lot of people say this, but I just knew. I knew that Kervin was the man that I was supposed to be with almost from the very beginning that we started talking. I'm always shocked when I when I reread emails yeah. and 
and all that stuff where I can see how sure you were. I was. I just knew him and I just... I thought you were fucking crazy. I know. I'm like, this chick... No, but I'm telling you, I had this instant... I had an instant connection to him, which I believe is, you know, something that I I call a soulmate connection, which I have with, with my best friend. There are a few people in my life that I have that with. And you were one of them that I knew right away. I knew I could read you. Yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> Never been in a room with this man. I could read him. I could understand. I knew things about him that you shouldn't know having never had deep conversations or enough conversations or grown up with somebody. Mm-hmm. So I just had this weird certainty about him from the beginning that made me, in a big sense, unafraid yeah. Of you the were future. Fearless. See, and I was torn because I was uncertain and uh I I've never been I'm easily frightened. I live my life with fear. I'm not brave when it comes to um change. Yeah, I hate change. But you don't hate change anymore, so not much. anymore, but because of you. Thank you, baby. You've made me a little less fearless and you fearful. Made me... Yes. You made me less fearless. You, you made me ugly. You ruined my fucking life. <laughs> yeah, you made me less fearful, and you made me uh, embrace change. Yeah, but a change that I, I I'm still like baby stepping this shit. That's okay. Change. But it's I, I I see now that change is a great thing. Yeah, and sometimes uncertainty is too because it it drives you to do things that you're afraid of. And after you face those fears and change, you feel empowered and excited. That's that's my inner monologue. When, mm-hmm. I, when, I, when I feel that fear, I'm like, this is nothing. Fucking fuck this shit in the asshole, Kervin. And the only reason I came from that point of view is because less than a year before that, everything in my life had changed. And I was so much like you prior to those changes. I was in a job that I didn't like, but... It was easy for me. It was, I knew what to expect every day. Um, I did the same thing every day. I like and those I days. enjoyed that comfort yeah. in knowing what to expect. I was in a relationship that was, you know, I had been in for almost four years at that time. I was chugging along like it wasn't great, it wasn't bad, you know. You were comfortable. I was comfortable. It was, it didn't challenge me. There was nothing in my life that challenged me. Um, you can say that about us right now. We're comfortable when... That's not true. We challenge each other a lot. Well, yeah. Challenge. I'm thinking That's challenge. That's what I mean. I don't mean challenge in like a negative. struggle sense. I yeah. mean I, I mean challenge in a, in a positive way. Okay, okay. That person didn't challenge me um, other than in negative ways. You no, know. No. Uh, couldn't m- match up with me emotionally. I changed everything. Ended that relationship, moved out and moved in with my parents, quit my job, and started going to nursing school. That shit is crazy. All in less than a month. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. All of that stuff happened, and it was like part of me, it was like I died and then was reborn because, and that sounds really cheesy. No, no, but definitely, because your whole identity changed. My whole identity changed, and I spent weeks draining out that life in the sense that I mourned all of those changes. I I remember feeling pain like I hadn't ever felt before. 
like literal and and figurative pain. I my my chest felt like somebody was sitting on it and I cried and cried and cried until I didn't cry anymore and I felt empty. But then I suddenly felt empty in the best way because I was free to start over my life and say who the fuck am I Mm -hmm. (laughs) when I had spent all these years being, you know, repressing, suppressing thoughts, desires, ideas, everything, and just going along with the flow. And I got to just fill myself back up with me Mm -hmm. and with love and with fucking awesome stuff. And I did that. I spent that six to eight months before we started talking, doing that. I worked a lot on those questions that scare a lot of us. What am I afraid of? You know what I think that is? This is going to stop. This is going to sound corny. Mm-hmm. And from now on, I'm going to stop prefacing what I'm going to say with this is going to sound corny. I'm just going to say it as corny as it is. Okay. I think that was your soul. That doesn't sound corny already. I think that was your soul knowing something was wrong and breaking. Yeah. And I think I think we all need that, which is what you did to me whether you know it or not, you broke me from that trance. And I, I told you this many times before. I said it one time when I was really high. I can't remember what it was, but it was something like, you... you oh, I remember. Can you tell me? Because I forgot. You told me that I was your first step on your path to finding enlightenment and evolution and change. Yeah. Because spiritual spiritual growth and higher consciousness and yeah. all that shit. That is like the best compliment that I've ever received in my life. And I, and I, I I mean that because, like I just said, I was it, on this you path. Bro- you broke my the priority path. was. Yeah. It's because we are programmed that we need to be successful, and I'm do I'm using air quotes, and we need to be uh, contributing members to society. Which yes, we, we yes, it's a great thing. Yeah, but it's the way in which we are indoctrinated at a young age to contribute people um try and tell you how to find fulfillment in your life and only you can answer how you are fulfilled in life so that's another reason why i didn't want to move out here see add that to the list (laughs) it wasn't my fault that i didn't want to be in this long distance relationship i was programmed baby (laughs) then you came through you said you want the red pill or the blue pill (laughs) choose wisely motherfucker (laughs) And I was like, all right, let me see what's really good. And then I said, I know, I, I, but honestly, that's what no, happened. I know what you mean. And and we luckily had the luxury of making, not everyone does. I feel like um, a lot of people have a lot of choices when it comes to, it's easy for me to say, change your fucking life. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of people who don't have the, if you have children, that's one of the only excuses I can give you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because all the other stuff is just noise, you know? There's always going to be an excuse as to why you can't do it. You know, there was no reason to think that I could quit my job and go to school full time and do all this stuff. I had a million reasons why I I couldn't do that. And I did it. And now it's like I feel free to do a lot more things to change when I feel like circumstances are now, not good for me. Being devil's advocate, I would say that it was so easy for you, and I don't mean easy. I want to add something to that, but yeah, go ahead. It was easy for you to make all these changes because you you've already 
it's like when you hit rock bottom, there's nowhere to go but up. Right. So it was easy for you to rise because you were already at the bottom. Yeah. Sometimes we we have to fall apart before we can go up. Some of us still haven't fallen. Some of us are still like living in that middle. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. We can't rise. The comfort. Yeah, and we can't fall because falling sucks. But sometimes you need that fall. And yeah. We're like, I don't want to fall. Because then you see that it's not as scary as you thought it was going to be. It never is. It never is. It never is. is. And I think about that at times when I get anxiety and I, I and all of those things yeah. go through my head. What if I, I play the what if stupid yeah, game. Definitely. What we if I get fired? What if I lose my license? What if, what if, what if? And I play it out to the end and I say, well... If I go without a job for too long, I'm going to have to file for bankruptcy because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to afford this, this, and that. I'm sorry. I just thought of Michael Scott screaming bankruptcy. That shit was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of the day, so fucking what? No. I'm still alive. I'm still healthy. I still have love, and I still have people who love and support me. But see, that's part of that programming. Yeah. That society tells us we're pieces of shit. Yeah. If you're bankrupt. Yeah. If you... Don't have a job, don't yeah. have any money, full of debt. And it's true. I mean, as long as I don't get locked up and imprisoned, you know, I got freedom, I've got love, and I've got, you know, I've got what I need in life. But I want to go back real quick and say, add a, I had a little footnote to address something that gets talked about a lot on Tumblr, which is white privilege. And I, I could not have done what I did had I not had certain privileges in my life. White privilege? Yeah, white privilege is one of them. Okay. Because I came from a family who was able to... Not because they're white, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I lived, Some people might argue that because they were white. Yes. Maybe. Okay, maybe. I, I don't know what part of it was because they were white or not. But I was afforded some luxuries of saying, I can quit my job, I can do this, I can do that. Because of things that happened years ago and the way that I grew up, that I lived in the kind of circumstances where I could do that. I'm going to say that was white privilege. I'm going to say that was white privilege, too, because because I could live with my family. They didn't charge me rent because they could support me. I had good credit, not because I was white, (laughs) but because I had a lot of, you know... My parents were able to help me when I was growing up, and I was able to build credit because... I'm going to say you got good credit again but because But I don't want to say that in the way that it, that it could be interpreted that people of color can't have good credit. That's that's what I, I don't want to... Okay, no, no. I'm saying it, it was easier for me to have good credit. It was easier for me to have all of these things, to go to a good school, because I grew up with those privileges... Because your parents are white. Because my parents are white. Okay. Because now when I think about if I were to do what you did. Exactly. I can be able to do that. My parents wouldn't be able to support me. Exactly. My Not only would my parents not support me, not because get the fuck out of here, go do that shit on your own. But you, they're not, they, they didn't have the means to. Exactly. Like you couldn't have gone to the private schools that I went to no. for nursing school that were... I can't even tell you guys how much that shit costs. But between me with my great credit and my parents with their great credit and income, I still had to get my brother who had great credit and income to co-sign on my student loans because they were so expensive. And that comes from a place of privilege. I dropped out of college because my family didn't have any money to pay for it. Yeah. And that was not, not to... 
not at all to sound like I'm shitting on your college, but, but that was like city college. Yeah. Which tuition was probably not super duper expensive yeah. when when compared, compared to that. And we still can't afford it. Yeah. You know? So I just want to add that to my journey of like, oh, this fucking white girl. Yeah, you changed your life. You changed your life and you got to, you know, explore your chakras because that is a reality. It is a reality. I was able to do a lot of those things because I grew up, you know, we weren't rich, but I grew up with a lot of privileges based on my, you know, socioeconomic status that we had. And by the way, I would like to add that these changes in your life happened during the recession. Yeah. <laughs> they did. What was that? 2008, 2009? That was around the time the, econ- the, the economy collapsed. Yeah. We hit a, a, a fiscal cliff. Yeah. I'm using so many air quotes. I'm two bunnies. Where was that from? Well, there you have it. Episode one in the fucking can. <laughs> Is this what you motherfuckers wanted? If not, you should tell us. Yeah. You can visit us at jointaccounts.tumblr.com. Yeah. Um, We're going to be posting audio clips, maybe video clips, pictures, um, extras, bloopers. Leftovers from the episode that, you know, didn't fit. We really, really want you to go send us questions. It can be anything. You can confess to us a Anonymously. Secret. Yeah, anonymously. You can always ask us not to use your name, too. Of course. Ask us questions about us. Ask us questions about life. Whatever you're thinking about, whatever topic you want to hear us discuss, you know, go for it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for encouraging us. We're excited. We're excited. We had a good time doing this. Definitely. And uh, we can tell that uh, this is going to be a great thing. This, this, I feel like you... And I and them, all of us, we're getting to know each other better, and that makes me happy. We are. From Megan and I, one big kiss. Thanks for listening. We love you guys. Stay black. And nasty. (laughs) That will conclude this evening's entertainment. 